Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, October 15th, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. Yesterday was Columbus Day, the national U.S. holiday that commemorates Christopher Columbus. Remember in grade school they taught us, quote, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, that guy. The Spanish explorer who we were taught, quote, discovered America. Columbus Day is a paid federal holiday, like Martin Luther King Day or Independence Day, and school kids get the day off too, or at least they used to. Over the years, a lot of folks have questioned whether we should celebrate Christopher Columbus. He wasn't the first European to sail to America. The Viking explorer Leif Erikson made the journey about 500 years earlier. And Columbus didn't, quote, discover America. That's ridiculous. There were about 11 million indigenous people already living here. So how did Columbus Day become a national holiday? And why do more and more Americans want it abolished? Here's what most folks don't know about Christopher Columbus. The 15th century is known as the Age of Discovery, when Europeans began exploring the world by sea in search of new lands to pillage and plunder. And that's not just rhetoric. European monarchs were funding such voyages specifically to acquire or colonize new lands, enslave their indigenous populations, and steal their wealth. It was basically state-sanctioned barbarism what's euphemistically referred to as imperialist colonialism. And it was actually endorsed back then by the Catholic Church. It's true, check this out. Around the time of Columbus, the Pope of the Catholic Church issued an official decree called the Doctrine of Discovery. In this decree, the Pope ordained European monarchies with quote, the divine right to colonization and exploitation of non-Christian nations to quote, capture, vanquish, and subdue the heathens, infidels, and other enemies of Christ. To quote, put them into perpetual slavery and to take all their possessions and property, unquote. When Columbus first reached land in 1492, it was the islands known now as the Bahamas. He was greeted by the indigenous people there called the Arawak people. The Arawak welcomed Columbus and his men with gifts and celebration. European observers wrote that the natives were remarkable for their hospitality and belief in sharing. But the Arawak would soon learn the truth about their guests. Columbus was there for gold and slaves. His men captured some of the natives and forced them to work as guides to find gold. And he sent ships full of native men, women, and children back to Spain to be sold as slaves. In one letter, Columbus wrote that the slave traders got the best prices for the nine to 10 year old girls who were sold into sex slavery. The native men were forced to mine the gold as well. A hand was chopped off if they missed their quota. Young native boys were beheaded for sport by Columbus's men. Such atrocities were not rare. Terror was the norm 
and it's all well documented by eyewitness accounts. So why the fuck do we have a national holiday to celebrate Christopher Columbus? Well, it's a bitter irony of US history. Here's the skinny. The KKK, the hate group that promotes racism against black Americans, also hates Catholics and Jews. And at the height of its popularity in the 1920s, the Klan was waging a propaganda war against Catholic Americans. To counter the Klan, a Catholics men group had the idea to name a national holiday after a famous Catholic in US history. The bitter irony is that they chose to honor Christopher Columbus, the racist, genocidal tyrant who started the transatlantic slave trade. Nevertheless, the lobby succeeded, and in 1934, FDR declared Columbus Day a national holiday. In the decades since, Native Americans have protested Columbus Day for the blatant hypocrisy and exclusion it represents. Eventually, in 1990, South Dakota became the first state to abolish Columbus Day and declare it Native American Day instead. And since then, over 60 cities and states across the U.S. have replaced Columbus Day with Native American Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. Native Americans have also lobbied to have statues of Christopher Columbus removed. More than 30 cities are either in discussion or have already removed statues of Columbus, including San Francisco, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Birmingham, and Nashville. Some activists say that removing statues and changing holidays may be a step in the right direction, but it's really just, quote, a politics of recognition. It may acknowledge the past sins of imperialist white supremacy against indigenous peoples and even celebrate the cultural heritage of Native Americans, but it's not justice. It does nothing to dismantle the white supremacist, patriarchal state power that still persists and which indigenous people have historically sought to transcend. We agree, and we'd acknowledge a further distinction, that white supremacist patriarchy is a glaring manifestation of a more insidious dysfunction, the susceptibility of all us humans to the allure of power and privilege. As the saying goes, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Just ask the women of any culture about sexual abuse. That's about power and men of all cultures have shown their fallibility. Or we could ask the children of the global south today who are trafficked and enslaved to produce our coffee, sugar, and chocolate. It only persists because we men and women of privilege consume it. And if we look deeper still, we could see how we humans exploit our fellow species with no less cruelty than Columbus unleashed. Through their eyes, we would see that we are all Christopher Columbus to some degree. We're not meaning to be preachy here. We're just saying that it's our collective human supremacy over nature that now has us at the brink of global ecological catastrophe. And we understand that it's the power elites who are driving this great catastrophe. But we're also clear that for those of us with access to privilege, it is our pursuit of privilege that sustains the power elites. And that to reject such privilege erodes their power. 
That's why we advocate for mass organized boycott. As we've previously discussed, mass organized boycott is the only real power we have against the corporate plutocracy that now runs America. If enough of us combine our resources in MOB, we can force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table and negotiate our demands for an equitable, just, and sustainable society. And that's where we must defer to the wisdom and leadership of the indigenous people. It's the Native Americans who are the originators of participatory democracy. The U.S. Constitution was built largely on democratic ideas informed by Native Americans. And indigenous people have intrinsic understanding of sustainability in terms of ecology as well as economy and other social systems. They are the true originators of a systems theory of natural economy. They did not rule over nature, but as a part of nature. Humanity was sacred, but so were the animals and vegetation that sustained it. Even the soil, the minerals, and the rest of the material world were all part of a great chain of being. An assault on a single element of this living fabric was an assault on the whole. They had a radical interpretation of the old labor movement slogan, an injury to one was an injury to all. And the indigenous people are true originators of equality. Power was typically shared between the sexes. Among the Arawak people who Christopher Columbus first met, both women and men served as tribal leaders. And among the Iroquois, Women attended clan meetings and removed the men from office if they strayed too far away from the wishes of the women. With the wisdom of indigenous people and the leverage of mass organized boycott, we can fight this corporatocracy and we can win. If you wanna learn more about how all of us in the work of global justice can join together and force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table to end all of this oppression, corruption, and destruction, and to save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. Check out our About page, listen to our first podcast, and consider getting more involved. You can fill out the Join Us form at the top right of the webpage, or you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org for more information. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time. Join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and just justice. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.